Get ready for your daily dose of marketing strategies and tactics from entrepreneurs with the guile and experience to help you find success in any marketing capacity. You're listening to Marketing School with your instructors, Neil Patel and Eric Sue. All right, Marketing School listeners have a special message from our sponsor, DreamHost. If you want to rank higher on Google, you want to make sure your website loads super fast. Check out DreamHost. Not only is their solution super affordable, it'll make your website load faster and they have amazing tools and support for your business to ensure that you grow and succeed. Welcome to another episode of Marketing School. I'm Eric Su. And I'm Neil Patel. And today we're going to talk about what you should do when your business stops growing. So first thing I like to do when I when, when stuff start, stops working, it could be like a rankings drop or, you know, it could be like revenues are stagnant, like kind of what we're talking about right now is I want to look at my analytics. I want to look at the numbers. Um, I want to look at my QuickBooks, for example. I want to see what's going on. You know, are we losing a ton of traffic from one area? Did something, did we get hit by a penalty or something like that? What do we need to do? What do we need to assess first? And then from there, what kind of action items should we be taking? And then, you know, we can break it down in terms of high priority, low priority, right? So one example I can give you is with the with the senior living business that uh, that I have for the first year, and it's, it's been a year and a half, actually. First year and a half. Um, so we spent, you know, we spent about a hundred grand in uh, in advertising, and that that route, even though we we're driving leads, it just was too difficult for us because we had to also build out the infrastructure for you know hiring the right salespeople and then also having the right systems in place and everything like that. So we were way over our heads in that respect. Realistically, we we had the technology for we had the the people that can code up like what we needed, and then we had the we, we had the marketing engine set up. But in terms of the operational aspects and the sales aspect, we didn't have we didn't have that ready. And then in hindsight, looking at it, it's like, okay, well, you know, we, we should have gone, we should have done a little more research in the beginning to look at the big players in the space to see how much they were spending. So first and foremost, for us, it would have been do more due diligence in the beginning. You know, when things were stagnant, we could have easily thrown in a towel and we could have said, okay, we, we should just give up here. We should just move on to other things. Um, but for me, you know, I'm just, I'm a little persistent when it comes to things. I just didn't want to give up, especially because we made it so public um, that we were trying to go for this thing. So what we did is, you know, we took a look at other sites, maybe not in this niche, but similar types of businesses. And we looked at how they were growing. And from there, it's like, well, you know, can we do this? Um, does it make sense for us to change it in another direction? How much is it going to cost us? How much time is it going to take? And when things weren't working for us, you know, we basically assessed other possible avenues. We made a change. A couple of months ago, maybe one or two months ago, we started getting sales that are coming in. And now we know exactly what we need to do to scale the business because, you know, we've been experiencing so much in this space. We just needed to make a quick tweak here and there to make the change. And oftentimes it's that one little tweak that's going to make all the difference when it comes to comes to your business. So I, I've been in both positions and I don't have a ton of tips and tactical stuff that you can do to get out of it because in reality, there is no one answer. But I'll tell you on how to go and solve the answer because I've been in your place, if you guys are experiencing this, uh, in many ways. One, when you're trying to start a business and you can't figure out how to make it grow and just get revenue. And the other is you've had an established business and then you're just flat lines and even declines. You're just like, wait, how do I get it back up? Even when your rankings and all the traffic and everything looks good, it could just be time or it could be the markets change or it could be that your product's old and you haven't updated it, whatever it may be. So I've learned a few things. One, when you're the person who's been working on the business for so long, 
your viewpoint of it and the solutions in many cases are closed minded. I hate to say it, but even for me, right, being a marketer, I've been doing this for over 16 years or 14 years, whatever the number is at this point, I think 15 or 16, something like that. Even my viewpoint in many cases with my own businesses are closed minded. For example, my neopatel.com blog, it's been growing in traffic due to that paid, but a lot of the organic has flatlined. And I've been doing SEO for so long and someone came to me the other day and they're like, have you thought about just changing the URL structure because it's so bad? And I'm like, yeah, I know WordPress puts dates in the URL by default. Um, I've just been too lazy to change it. I don't think it's going to have a huge impact. And the guy pushed me on it. I paid him 20 grand for that advice, 20,000 Canadian, so 15,000 something USD. Did my traffic go up? Was it silly how I spent that much money for a, such a simple solution that I could have said that I already knew uh, the answer to? Yes, but you know what? He had data to show and he's like, hey, if you pay me, I'll show you, you know, the changes you can end up making. And he gave me a list of changes, but I knew that was the main one. And he had data to back it up. And you know what? It took him probably five minutes, maybe 30, 40 minutes or an hour. I don't know. But hey, it was well worth the traffic increase. The point I'm trying to make is no matter what position you're in or situation you're in, whether you're trying to start a business and you can't figure out how to get customers and grow your business, or if your business has been around for years and you flatlined or you're decreasing, I found that the solution isn't necessarily in your head. And if you try stepping back and looking at it from an objective standpoint, and I've tried this and so many other people have, it's still really hard. I found that the best solution isn't doing any of that. It's networking, going to events, going to conferences, meeting up with people. They don't have to be paid events. could just be local meetups. Eventually, when you meet more and more people and you're transparent, you tell them what's happening in your business, some, some people will throw ideas. You may like some, you may not. You may decide to try some out. You may decide not to try others out. But if you keep meeting people, eventually you'll get a few ideas that you feel be worth trying out. And one of them should hit. And that's what I've done. Sometimes it's taken me a year and a half to find a solution. But once I found that solution, the business is back on the upward swing. And it just comes down to how many networking events, conferences, etc., can you go to? Just because you're in the business and you know the space better than anyone else doesn't always mean you're the best person to grow it. You could say one of the best marketers or content marketers or traffic acquisition guys, but why is it that one person who I paid 15,000 USD to told me how to grow again, right? When in reality, I've written blog posts talking about how URL structures matter. It's just sometimes you're so close to your own business, you forget a lot of the little things that an outside perspective can bring to you. And if you don't want to go out there and go to networking events and places like that, you can look for consultants and contractors. I also do that as well to grow. But if you're strapped for money, just going to the networking events works better, right? Like for me, because I have enough money or my businesses are profitable enough, I'm not saying I'm rich, um, it's easier just for me to go and pay people. So not only will I go to networking events, when someone gives me a good idea, I'll be like, hey, why don't I just pay you to do that? How much would you charge, right? Um, but most people, they'll just give you the information for free. They're not looking for anything. The guy who charged me 15,000 USD, he would have done it for free, but I'm like, no, I'll pay you for your time. Come in, you do it versus me spending my time and doing it. But I found that to be the best way to kickstart your company again and grow. Man, can you pay me 15 US, 15K USD too? No, I don't have any more money. <laughs> <laughs> so... I want to talk about uh, I want to talk about single grain and um, for for this one I mean basically when I took the company over we were basically insolvent 
Um, basically, the company was worth nothing, which is why I got it for such a steal. If you want to listen to that interview, uh, you can check out Nathan Ladka, Eric Sue. Basically, what happened was we had leads coming from one source, and we had to shut that down too. Neil's very well aware of that source. That source was me. <laughs> exactly. We're getting all of the leads from Neil. So the company was really based, built off the backbone of Neil. Um, so we, we, we had to figure out a way to kind of find other lead sources. So, you know, we went with, um, you know, our SEO, um, we started producing a lot of content. We started doing a lot of uh, link building and that ended up working out well for us. Organic generates uh, you know, a good amount of leads for us. But like Neil mentions, uh, networking was a huge portion. Like if I didn't join EO at the time that I did join, which is when I basically was able to take over the company, EO is entrepreneurs organization. I wouldn't have had my little internal board of directors with eight other people in the group, eight other entrepreneurs, you know, one guy, you know, he's doing like 50 million a year. There's another guy that does like a hundred million a year. These guys have all been through it and they, they all have their experiences. And I was telling them, you know, the problems that I was going through and they would just share their, um, you know, their experiences. They wouldn't give me direct advice, but from their experiences, I would be able to come up with an action plan. Um, and that helped me a lot. You know, there's other groups out there. I mean, EO is not the only one there's YPO if you're doing more than 10 million a year, but Having that peer group, having that the, your group of you know brothers care for you and, and tell you kind of what their thoughts are and get on calls with them afterwards, I figured out the structure, you know, the things I needed to do to basically save the company, um, and I was able to do so. Without them, I don't think it would have happened because I would have, you know, I would have lost my shirt. The only thing I would have been able to do is is Google all the time. So you know, there's no set answer for this, but having a peer group is strong. At the same time that I took over the company, actually a couple months later, I started the Growth Everywhere podcast, and I was able to interview a lot of great people. Um, that kind of started to snowball into me like meeting other people in person or making an excuse to meet people for for coffee. Um, that led to like other speaking engagements too because of the podcast. Um, and that podcast led to this one too. So podcasts are a way of um, you know meeting other people and kind of networking. And I was also outside too. I was at conferences. When you're at conferences, you know it's really the people that you meet. You know we had have another episode where we talk about the benefits of conferences and how you can maximize it. Conferences are powerful because people like to work with people um, at the end of the day. So even if you're if you're a services business, if you're a products business, whatever it is exactly, you're still dealing with human beings at the end of the day. Um, and that human connection makes it all the more powerful. Without the human connection for me, again, I wouldn't have known what to do. And honestly, you know, the business would have gone from negative to, well, you can't really go, you know, once you're negative, you're negative. But um, basically, I would, it would have, you know, given up completely. But, you know, we went through a lot and we were able to power through because of, you know, the, the people that we met. Neil, anything else to add? No, I'm good on mine. Well, that's it for today's episode. We'll see you tomorrow. This session of Marketing School has come to a close. Be sure to subscribe for more daily marketing strategies and tactics to help you find the success you've always dreamed of. And don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best daily content possible. We'll see you in class tomorrow right here on Marketing School.